This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Lamb in motion across the formation to the left. Prescott back, flushed out. Rolls right, throws on the run to Gallup at the five. Diving to the goal line. Touchdown to Michael Gallup. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. It is time for Cowboys thank you notes. Here's a great example from the 682. Thank you, Deron Bland, for proving my theory that you're an effing beast. Yes. Now, normally we don't do this, but I hope you'll engage me, and I'm not joking about this. I did want to thank one Colts person. I thought this was super cool is thank you to Colt Center Ryan Kelly. If you were watching the TV broadcast, he was representing Count the Kicks, mm-hmm. which is an app that we used with Baby Noah and it was a nonprofit it's a nonprofit dedicated to the prevention of stillborn babies. Their baby died at 19 weeks and I just thought it was I thought it was really cool and there are so many great causes out there that was one that specifically really spoke to us during that game. But all the rest of it will be Cowboys centric. Did you tip your cap then to Ryan Kelly last night? I do tip my cap, sir. Congratulations to you and your wife for supporting an outstanding cause. Wish nothing but the best for y'all going forward. Is tip of tip of my cap to Malik Hooker for dominating his old team. First defensive touchdown of his career, and he was the first Cowboy with an interception. And then a fumble recovery touchdown in the same game since Dennis Thurman in 1983. He was a running back for Buffalo, I believe, Kevin. That is Thurman Thomas, I think, is who you're getting at there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so almost 40 years since a Cowboys player has had a fumble recovery touchdown and then also an interception in the same game. Outstanding for Malik Hooker. Was, Was that the turning point in this game? It was for me. Okay. That was a game-changing interception, in my opinion, because that gave you the opportunity to give the Gallup touchdown that we just played right there before the end of the half. And that puts you up. Like, that made a big difference in where you were in the score going into halftime. And I was like, all right, let's, like, we know what we can do. Now let's go do it again. So uh, that was the big game-changing moment right before halftime for me in the game. Uh, the the I I love that he they scooped one and, and scored that was fun and everything too. Did you hear him after the game talking to uh, I think it was Melissa Stark and I think Dak was like he deserves both of these balls. I did think that was great. Uh, and he he was like uh, he was they it was something along the lines of you know did you want to you know, have revenge against your old team and he was like you know I just wanted to to show that I was still the player that I think I am. And that that was something nice to see, especially Kevin, because last year he was he was still working his way back. 
And now this year, I think we've gotten to see a really good version of Malik Hooker. You know what's interesting about that is, I because I, I interpreted that last part a little bit differently, is the player everyone always thought I could be. Yeah. Because he is underperformed in the NFL for sure. And so that felt very much more than like a one-year statement. It felt like a five-year statement, yeah. right? Like, I know everybody wrote me off. Well, guess what? The Cowboys brought me in, and I want to show you what I can do. So, man, yeah, I do remember that statement. I also agreed with Dak when he was like, give that guy both of the footballs. As I was like. He didn't say footballs. Both of the balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he absolutely did say that. I was just trying to point that out. Um, <laughs> Where's that on? From the 972, thank you to Will McClay. Our rookie class is looking extremely solid, and we have a very young, strong foundation going forward. I'm telling you, if we can turn the the second-year cornerbacks from last year into usable pieces, this thing will feel just like a juggernaut defensively. Yes. I – oh, man, come on, computer. Um, I don't hold – I won't hold those against Will McClay. I will balance, you know, good and bad because, dude – just think about how many players you have right now that are rookies that are playing and contributing. Clark is contributing yeah. plenty of time yeah. right now he, to the point last night where they brought him up and they were like, hey, like, don't forget about what this guy is. Sam Williams contributing uh, significant, a starting left tackle, man, slash guard, slash whatever you want in the future, basically, of your offensive line right there. And like it just continues. You're looking at it going, man, how do you how do y'all keep doing this? I don't know what the hit rate is. I really don't. I don't know what a what you can factor as a hit rate in the NFL. But for the most part, Will McClay nails number one picks or uh, first round picks. And then he has some really good hits of starters or significant playing time in the later rounds. And that's one of the reasons you can, like, regardless of if you think they should sign Odell Beckham or not, like, that's one of the reasons you would be in position to do that, right? Because you're thinking, hey, we just found Damone Clark. Or, hey, Deron Bland looks like he's going to be, like, these are guys on the cheap that you can substitute in the lineup, and that allows you to spend perhaps more extravagantly other other places from the 817. This is a good one. Thank you to C.D. Lamb. Think we're underselling how much of a heads-up play it was when he rolled up off the defender and kept running for the touchdown. Bro. Is My wife was perplexed by that play because we talked about it, and she goes, well, how come he gets to keep running? And I was like, he did not touch the ground. And we're watching the replay, and she's like, Oh, wow. So he just rolled right off that guy and didn't touch at all, which is the second time you've had like a beneficial kind of no touch, right? First, it was Justin Fields hurdling somebody. And then it was this one where you almost like, you know, whoop, mm-hmm. and then he just rolled right off and kept going. I thought that was phenomenal. I So I guess then my thank you note, I was going to say CeeDee Lamb, but I'm going to say thank you to, you also thank him. to Kellen Moore who everybody thinks, you know, said is garbage. We all agreed he's garbage. <laughs> it's weird. That is I a think. weird thing. Uh, but, like, he was on fire last night, man. There there were some play calls, and obviously it, it worked out in the favor, but he he made CeeDee Lamb kind of look like Devontae Adams at times last night with the ability to move back and forth either side, and then you knew what you had in Michael Gallup on the other side. This Kevin, I know Mike uses this a lot. I use it a lot. Kellen Moore last night was a pitcher that was kind of, I can I got the change up. I got every pitch right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work them all in. And he did. I mean, the running game was on fire, so just they just kept going with it. 
Kelmore did a really good job at play calling last night and highlighted you could you go two different directions with this. Either Jerry Jones and Steven are looking at their wide receiver position, which they've been they've been trying to figure out all season yeah. if they need to add something to it or if what they have is good enough or if the guy who was running the offense was good enough to make sure that those guys were good enough. They have been working on that. And last night was a culmination of, oh, yeah, man, we have some really good stuff if we add one more. And if we add one more. And the current update is that he is at the star, Kevin. Oh and we'll find out more about when, when his airplane leaves tomorrow. And, yeah, somebody texted in, thank you to Odo Beckham's pilot. I'm not him, but I just wanted to annoy Kevin. So, yes, thank you very much for that. And just take this for what you will. CeeDee Lamb's projections for the season right now, 98 catches, 1,315 yards, and nine touchdowns. Like, that is, that's a heck of a season right there. I know it's not going to match some people's expectations, but 98 catches, 1,300 yards, and nine touchdowns, pretty good. Legitimate number one? Have you you thought any differently this year? I do think. Is your mind changing? No, I do think he's legitimate number one. There's just... People lump all of that together. There can be a category of, hey, are you Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson or Devontae Adams? And I'm like, if those are the only number ones, then I guess not. But I think he's shown himself to be a heck of a wide receiver. Did it concern you at all that, like, it seemed like all of his catches came off of that motion and movement before you got him out in space? Not really, because that is something that I... I feel like we had asked for in terms of taking advantage of what he does better. Now, I understand your question. I really do. But I feel like we had just complained a lot about not, like, taking advantage of what he does best. And so they were like, hey, let's take advantage of what he does best. And it was wildly effective. So that really doesn't bother me because I guess I'm hopeful that once that gets figured out, they'll like, well, we'll find a new way to utilize him then. The... I'm going to write a thank you note to, and I think it's maybe to Charlotte. Okay. For putting the uh, salvation kettles out there on the football field. Cause that's entertainment, man. Right. Hey, NFL, get with the program, bro. What do y'all do? Actually, because you find Dalton Schultz and the tight ends like yeah. that. That's why Dak and Zeke went and did what they did. They know this is something that we can do on national TV. It's awesome. It's fun. Bring some more attention to this sucker. Sure. And they know that that fine's getting paid pretty quickly by somebody for them. And I thought, I loved it. I loved the entertainment oh, yeah. of Zeke popping up out of it and Dak giving it the crank. That was fun. What? It was, it's a, it's a crank, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it's called? Is it, what's a, he was spinning the crank. Okay. Thank you to Michael Gallup for having more touchdowns Sunday night than he had the rest of the season combined. I felt, Is that a shot? That feels like a shot. No. It didn't feel like a shot. No. I mean, he's making his way out, and then Dak was gone. Like, remember, Jerry said, hey, let's give it a, just a damn minute. Okay. All right. And I'm watching you, Kevin. So, okay. No, I thought I thought that was the best. I thought that was my favorite throw of the game. I was going to say the best play of the game, but, like, everything derived That, that kind of back shoulder? Yeah. Well. Or fade almost? And that one is because he led... Michael, Ga- it was the one where he led Michael Gallup oh, okay, to bad. the end zone because oh, what, that, was, that was perfect. And because what do people complain about with that? Can't do that. Yeah, and they'll be like, "Well, he completed the pass, but he didn't lead him to where he wanted to be." The reason that touchdown was scored, obviously, Michael Gallup did a heck of a job. 
but it was also set up because Dak led that throw exactly where you needed it to be. I thought that throw and that catch and that move into the end zone was a thing of beauty. I want to see more of that. Like, sure. I, and sure, not sure, just sure. the Dak throw. Like, obviously, that has to be the thing. But, can like, Reggie, Michael Gallup with a head of steam? What? That dude, like, he's big and strong already, and he's got great speed behind it. I want to see more because he picks up bigger yards doing something like that. And as he gets more, again, continues to get more comfortable, he'll be able to 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 make bigger plays out of that. You know, th- we're talking about Zeke and watching Zeke run right now, and he looks like a different runner. And I don't know if it's just confidence or what, like his his vision's gotten a little bit better, but he looks like a, a bit of a different runner at times. Man, I'm really glad that this person texted in because somebody tweeted me last night. I was like, man, I don't feel that way at all. And the 214, thank you to Dakota for being super duper solid. If Mahomes made that throw on the run to Gallup, people would still be ranting and raving about it. Because I tweeted about that throw and somebody goes, oh, DFW is the only market where they try to hype up mediocre throws into something. And I was like, man, I don't know like wh- who you talk to and stuff like that. Or if you just really hate Dak, I don't feel like that is the case at all. Also, this is besides the point, but I disagree with the idea that if that was Mahomes, we'd be ranting and raving about it because he would just give us another one. Like yeah, five minutes later. Yeah, and also like I don't know. You compare anything to Patrick Mahomes, and I'm my default is like, sure, right. he's not Patrick Mahomes, and like I just kind of move about my day. I thought I think it's fine to say, man, that was a heck of an escape, heck of a throw, heck of a move by Gallup for a great touchdown. That at least at that stage in the game, it looked like you were definitely going to need. Clearly, the fourth quarter threw all of that uh, out the window, but still. And then I feel like we have to say thank you to Deron Bland because at first... It's about time we mentioned his name. Well, at first... Hey, you need to start that man. Yeah. Okay. Hold I, on. Wait. We have been starting him. Start him more. Okay. Yeah. Were they just... Okay. When people say start him more, they mean start in the place of Anthony of Brown, yeah. right? Like they don't mean what he's been running so hard, like out of the slot and everything. They're like, no, 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 no. I needed you to go right here. And that's what I was thinking of. But my initial note for Deron Bland was stopping that two-point conversion. Because remember, it was when it was 21 to 19, and you're like, yes. And then the Cowboys were like, don't worry about it, because we will score the third most points in a fourth quarter in the history of football. So it's going to be all right. But he was a huge part of that as well, because then he got two interceptions. Third? Third. Explain. I have it as second. Tied for second. What I saw was there's two teams that were tied for first, and for some reason people like to misinterpret that as second. And okay, re- realistically, it's I know the Lions scored third. 34 in 2007. I don't have another team aside okay. from that, but I I was about to throw that stat your way, Kevin, because that's pretty awesome too. But you missed it by one point. Guess what would have been the, the difference there? Would that have been the Maher? Extra oh, point where you've been tied for point? it then, and then things are all different. So I don't know, man. It's either way. Either way, an yeah. exceptional evening. It is third. The Chicago Cardinals back on December 10th. Feel free to rule this out if you want. In 1925. 1925 also scored 34 points. You remember that season, right, Kevin? I don't. Uh, I have them as scoring 33 against the Milwaukee Badgers in 1925. What? Oh. No, we can't just like gloss past that. Okay, hold <laughs> hold on. We're going to have to investigate Milwaukee this. Badgers? Yeah, but this this is also from Sports Skeeta. 
Detroit.com. So I don't know exactly how that stands on things. But I know Detroit in 2007. Whoa, oh, my God. Hold on. Oh, man. I can't wait. This is, is going to become lesson? a segment because if you want to take another one, <laughs> there is one account that says they only scored 32 in the fourth quarter. Shenanigans. Because of a scandal by which... Chicago player Art Fultz hired a group of high school players to play for the Milwaukee Badgers. (laughs) So awesome. Here's what we've learned. History lessons coming this week. One site says 32, one says 33, one says 34, and one spot says they hired high school kids to play for Milwaukee, and that's why they beat them 58 to nothing. And also, just to show you how weird football used to be, my notes right here say at that point, the Chicago Cardinals were 11-2-1 and the Milwaukee Badgers were 0-6. Like, sure. why, why, uh-huh. were the, why, why were they 0-6? Because those the, kids had school the other the days. The adults could Yeah, they had high games. school the other days, and they're like, we can't. Okay, I know we got other stuff to get to, but yeah. I have Do become, <laughs> I don't know. Look, hey, Kevin, we have a full week of radio. That right? is true. So let's go ahead and, you know what, let's finish today. And let's okay. go ahead. We have a history lesson segment coming with the Milwaukee Badgers. I just want to bring that up to Mike, and he's just like, what? Yeah, no, I can see his no face right now. no clue what we're talking about. All right, we will investigate that further. But coming up next, what was the bigger Metroplex Pro Sports story of the weekend? The Cowboys win or the Texas Rangers signing Jacob DeGrom? We'll do that next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan where I'm going to tell you, this history lesson tomorrow about the dispute about how many points the Chicago Cardinals scored in the fourth quarter, was it more than the Cowboys scored, is going to be amazing. Like, uh, amazing. Can I ask you a question, Kevin? Yes. Since Odell Beckham Jr. is doing medical stuff right now, do you, well, or was okay. uh, I did I did put in the chat that I'm told he's out of his nightgown, back in street clothes as he's heading down the hallway to look at the uh, apparel wing of the star where they're going to make some mock-ups of uh, OBJ tees. That is from my sources, which are me. Uh, oh, I made that okay. up completely. So, but I can imagine, like Kevin, we've been to the the area yeah. where they they pitch the tees, they pitch all the the new gear and everything. So I'm, I imagine that they probably swing them through there and say, "By the way, this is in house. We own the brand of the star. This this star is our brand. We own the rights to it. So here are the things that we can do with you uh, to connect you to that as well." But do you think you know how you go to the doctor? And you have to wait a while. Yes. Boy, do I. And you're sitting there waiting and you're like, man, where is this doctor? And he's your uncle. And you're like, it's even taking longer for me than it is for other people. My doctor's my uncle. Um, But you go there and you're waiting for a while. Do you think that that's the case with him? Like that he's showing up and he's sitting in a room staring at the ceiling and he's just like, gosh, when are they going to actually get here? Or do you think it's a very quick process? See, that's, I would have him wait. But here's what I would do. You're playing mind games. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I would just have people walk by, and I would be like, oh, that's Emmett Smith. That's the all-time leading rusher. Oh, there's Troy Aikman. He's in the Hall of Fame. And then I would have the people come out. He didn't out. even say hi. They yeah, just, they just, just walk, Gotcha, okay. Or, and then I would have, like, a news crew following around Herschel Walker and be like, oh, yeah, he's running for Senate right now. And then I would have people one by one take out the Super Bowl trophies and just start polishing them like right in front of him. <laughs> and I would be like, yeah, it's crazy. You can't find any of these in Buffalo. Like I would just do. It's true. It's true. We have breaking news. 
What? Breaking news on 105.3 The Fan is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. So this comes from the Twitter account of at Jeff Passan. Right-hander Justin Verlander and the New York Mets are in agreement on a contract. Sources familiar with the deal tell What? Yes. That is significant. That's interesting. That's interesting. And Kevin, I thought that goes, I think Passan said that this is going to go very well with Holy the next KNC segment. And per John Heyman, Verlander and the Mets is $86 million for two years with a vesting option third year. $86 million? Yeah, dog. Great googly moogly. Good God, that's a lot of money. Forty-three a year? Yeah. And and DeGrom only got thirty-seven? Yeah. <laughs> what a chump. I mean, I don't know if DeGrom views it that way. And but <laughs> man. So the question was, why well, the question was gonna be what's a bigger deal in the Metroplex? But the question was also gonna be, what will the Mets do now that they've lost Jacob DeGrom? <laughs> oh, really? Is yeah. Justin Verlander. You're welcome. <laughs> you know what though? I will tell you this. Wow. Just think about this, how signing Jacob DeGrom dropped a haymaker on the Astros, right? Like, yes. Yep. I mean, you just lost the Cy Young Award winner. That's great. I mean, Verlander's been playing incredible. I've been wondering, like, what level Verlander would continue to play at. And also the Astros, and this is something that, I mean, depending on how you feel about it, you could be happy or sad that Mike's not here to reiterate is that the Astros have done a great job of, like, developing into the point where they have a whole bunch of other pitching prospects. No, and you're definitely right about that. And I'm sure they're like, we'll survive. But the last three full seasons for Verlander, because I know, obviously, he got hurt in between second for Cy Young, Cy Young winner, Cy Young winner. So his last three seasons, including just this last year, right. two Cy Youngs in a second place. So you dropped at least a good jab or counterpunch on him, even if you don't think it's a haymaker because of their pitching depth, I'm sure that Houston thinks they'll be fine. Do you feel like this is going to end up being a carousel thing where they end up like signing Rodon or something? And I would not I, – I, I don't know about that just okay. because they have six or seven or had six or seven viable starting pitchers. Sure. So I guess I probably shouldn't rule that out. And then they're like, well, you know what? We're going to outbid you for Rodon then if you're the Texas Rangers. But I also wonder if they're like, that's fine because now we can save money to do other things or just save money in general. I think you ask a very valid question because there were already like nine teams in on Rodon. But I have to admit, I'm surprised. I wonder... Houston clearly would have. I'm sure Houston would have given two years. He's going to be 40 at the start of the next season. I, so I wonder <laughs> if it was the money or if it was the vesting option that essentially could have made it three years for the Mets. But man, that is crazy. So you're telling me that Verlander and Max Scherzer are back together again Reunited. after their long that long stint of being away from each other with the Tigers years and years and years ago. <sighs> What That's, a wild what a wild life we're living right now. Man, and that is a heck of a move. Why are we talking about their pitchers and not our pitchers? Yes. All right, let's talk about our pitcher. Let's talk about our pitcher. He's the best. I mean, Chris Young. But he's healthy, yeah. Who we're working on trying to get on the show, but Chris Young definitively said, is this the best pitcher in baseball? He was asked, and he said yes. And so I think that is super encouraging. I think it's exciting. I like I saw Choppy's tweet. He said, even if this works out, it was still a bad deal because you just got lucky. Like, 
That, Owen, we, did, can you explain that? I can't because we didn't. We need wait, to interview. Looks bad? We need to interview Choppy now. Yeah, I mean, I felt like we were talking to him about that this morning, and I understand all. I understand all of the pitfalls that come along with this, but it, you're also show, showing your organization that you're serious about this. You're also buying more time for your young pitchers. That's still what I think. And like, I'm not gonna lie. I know he gets hurt, but if for some reason you did get Jacob Degrom. And you're telling me our starting rotation is going to, I mean, and we did get Rodon. Uh, Rodon. And you're telling me our starting rotation is DeGrom, Rodon, Perez, Gray, and Odorizzi. Yeah. Or Dunning. Or Dunning. Like, yeah. I'm not, not sold on Odorizzi, but I, I'm, I'm better with it. Yeah. You know, than I thought. Like, that's, that's incredible. Like, you, we would all be stoked about that. That gives time. If you want to put Odorizzi and Dunning in a true competition in spring training, right on. But I would also pull them to the side and be like, hey, look, you're definitely still going to get starts. You know how this is going to go. But also, then you don't have to rush Win or Lighter or Rocker and they're because they're still a little bit of a ways away. I like, I like the move, even though I am well aware the financial problems it could bring on the back two years. I'm going to... I want to speak as a Cowboys fan here. Okay. What? Or, I'm sorry, a Rangers fan. My okay. apologies. Thanks. I'm also a Cowboys fan. Oh, you're just going to be like, as a fan of a team that put up a whole bunch of points. Yeah. <laughs> this, when was, when have we ever seen them go out and get the best pitcher? We got, saw them do it with Cliff Lee. Yep. But in free agency. Never. No. And, that, like, that's, for me, this is the first time in my history as a fan of the Rangers, that there was a rumor that the best pitcher in baseball was interested in my baseball team. Yeah. Because of money. And a lot sure. of them, Derek, Derek laid out the entire, like we asked the other day, why? What's, what is about this place? And he laid it all out. Pitcher, there's some good things about the pitcher's park. There's some, it's a great place to be and live, especially after your career's done. Lots of great quality reasons to want to be here. But it's the first time that I wasn't just leveraged and felt gross after it was all said and done with because right. they signed with somebody else. Right. And I don't, and like, I, holy crap, my dream just came true. They got that guy. Now, there are, it's not a great deal yeah, because he's going to get hurt. He is. Like, it's going to happen. But I, you know, I'm off chance that it doesn't. He doesn't get hurt a lot while he's here. We're going to see some really good pitching. Some of the best pitching we've ever seen here in DFW. Like we've had Nolan, Cliff Lee, and then Jacob DeGrom. Those are going to be the three best pitchers, Kevin, I think, in our history, right? Uh, you say Kenny Rogers. No, I, I was just curious. Like, oh, how, Mike Bassick. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I was you. just curious, like, if you go to, like, the generation before, how people hold up, like, Ferguson Jenkins and, like, how you feel about the Kevin Brown mini era and stuff like that. And, I, I you know, I, I am a little curious uh, about that. From the But they got the guy. And somebody yeah. said Cole Hamels. That was a trade. Like they've they've even you Darvish's situation, they paid for the rights to be the first ones to talk to him. And also nobody thought at the time that you Darvish was the best. I know there was hope that he could become the best. But nobody at the time said, you just signed the best pitcher in baseball. Although, clearly, I, I wonder, like, you know what the word's going to come out is you got Verlander for cheaper and for less years. And I certainly understand that. The thing I will argue is the Mets can get away with that better than the Rangers, That's right? That's fact. Is you're getting Jacob DeGrom because he does get hurt, right? 
Otherwise, why in the world would a 34-year-old pitcher who has won multiple Cy Youngs and has one of the most incredible seasons we've seen in our lifetime be like, that's where I'm going to go? It's because he's been hurt and you paid more. That's just how the deal works. Yeah, and hopefully, I think the hope the hope and the dream is that you give yourself a shot to win games and be a competitive baseball team. And that's what Chris Young wants to be. So that, like, I am interested in talking to Chris Young for various reasons. I, I was told that he's supposed to be on MLB Network here shortly, so I was kind of keeping an eye on that. But I that dude has a competitive fire in him that I'm not going to sit around and wait for six years to make moves. Might as well go ahead and do them now. Yeah. I don't know how long I'm going to have this job. Might as well try and win while I can. And let's go be aggressive and, and do it at the same time. I like it. And look, and I'm not like if you choose to not care about Jacob DeGrom or think it was stupid, like rock on. But there are a lot of Rangers fans out there, myself included, who are excited because it's just another person to get you out to the ballpark that could make an impact on this team. Like, that's what I'm hoping for is Jacob DeGrom not only can pitch well, but he can talk to some of the younger pitchers and be like, hey, here's how I've dealt with adversity in the past, or here's how I've done this, or here's how I've perfected this pitch or whatever. And getting getting the high level player, like the top end of your roster type player is notable whenever it happens, right? Like, Yes. Getting, getting the, for lack of a better term, and I don't mean this is disrespect, like disrespect, the guys that are like middle, bottom of those roster type guys, that's something that most teams can do. Managing to get somebody at the top of the roster is notable, even if you haven't filled out the entirety of the roster yet. And I think that does speak highly of what Chris Young is trying to do with Sword. I still think it's second place, though, to the uh, the Cowboys' 58,000 points they scored yesterday. <laughs> technically uh-huh. correct. Yeah. Just, just 54 would be technically correct, right? But I still... I don't think you your... know what technically means. Yeah, man. I don't think see... you know what technically means. If they had not had a clock on that game, mm-hmm. Cowboys definitely would have scored 58,000. I mean, and the sure? And the Colts still would have stuck at 19. Oh. Those are facts. I don't... I believe the first one, if there's no clock on the game, that eventually they would get to that. I what's, don't know about the second But part. what's frustrating to me is, like, looking at the fan text, Kevin, do the, does the fan, t- fan text seem pretty happy about the DeGrom signing. Like, they seem yeah. pretty significantly like, wow. They're way more like, negative wow. about the Cowboys yeah, today. that's what's wild to me is the Cowboys whoop the Colts, and they're all like, ugh, I'll believe it when I see it. No, you just saw it. Yeah. Like, nah, I don't know. And yeah. they're like, but this Rangers thing, I'm that, in. That team wasn't good. Okay, well, what about the last <laughs> two weeks? Those teams weren't really good. Okay, well, then hit me back Christmas Day mm. and let me know what you thought about the Eagles game because I'm clearly not going to convince you the next couple weeks. And then it's going to be like, well, the Eagles lost a game before that, so they weren't that great. And, like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I like from the 2-1-4, Bochy, Maddox, and DeGrom. That's an amazing offseason. And they might not be done. Man, we didn't – we don't count that, do we? Okay. We don't count that enough, the Bochy and Maddox editions. Fair. Like, I I don't know if people really recognize how good Maddox is. Yeah. Hopefully they did after our interview with him last week. I did. I did for sure. I love that guy. But Bochi on top of that, we're about to find out what that manager is about. He's about a lot of good things. And this is what I'm curious how many like casual or lapsed fans it makes a difference with from the 6A2. I haven't watched the Rangers since Pudge, Greer, Palmero, but this excites me to a degree. All right. All right. That's a step excites in the right direction. Hey, look, I, like I can't it. win it all the way over. <laughs> if you've been out for that long, like it'd be tough to be like, you know what? 
back in 100%. Oh, and happy birthday to Coach Tony Beasley. Gonna throw that out there okay. as well today. Lovely. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, a monumental Chiefs-Bengals outcome and a depressing Rams one. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Burrow wants to throw. Short pass. Caught at the five. Chris Evans into the end zone. Touchdown! Bengals! Cincinnati takes the lead with 8.54 to go. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We got that coming up in gridiron in just one second. But in case you've been missing all of the news, Croatia defeats Japan via PKs in the round of 16 to advance to the quarterfinals in the World Cup. And then also... We'll be doing a Cowboys giveaway in the noon hour, but wanted to remind you guys that this weekend is Jared Sandler's Swinging for a Cause. It it gets going, excuse me, on Sunday. And if you want to be in our bay, your bay, the opening, oh, that's right, man, we're competing with Reggie now. Bay. Is if you want to be in the KNC Masterpiece Bay. Bay. The opening bid is $1,000, and you can call in at 877-881-1053 because all the bays are sold out, but Bay. you can come hang out with us, and we will have celebrity guests, and I'm pretty sure we're going to steal Derek Holland if we don't already have him from another bay, and I'm going to bring Bay. my baby to Bay. the event. So, my God, Colby is getting so mad right now. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to go ahead and start the bidding off for K&C, minimum bid is 1000 though obviously it goes to a good cause. Feel free to bid whatever the hell you want. 877-881-1053 if you want to call in. That also gets you access to the Bowling for Soup concert. $3,000. It gets you access to all the food. There's going to be the silent auction going on there. All kinds of cool stuff. We do not have a current update on Odell Beckham right now, Kevin, but I did see a tweet from Bobby that said all of the injuries that he's had since 2017 have been to his left leg. So I do want to put that in there. Five injuries since 17, all on the left leg. Okay. So you don't really care about the rest of his body. Just check out the left leg. Yeah, just see, see if the left leg works. If the left leg works, then you can get out there and he doesn't have to kick. You know, he just has a running catch. Oh, all right. Right now, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. And we start with hopefully somebody bidding on our bay, it appears. Uh, but also, sorry, Reggie. I'll take care of this other stuff for, for now. But, but also, the clip we played 
That was the Bengals defeating the Chiefs. Now, last time the Chiefs lost in November or December was November 10th, 2019. It had been three years since they lost in either one of those months. And you remember, was it Justin Reed going into the game who's talking smack about T. Higgins and everything like that? It was. After the game, Joe Burrow said, I would have cared a lot more if he knew who he was talking about. Valid. Remember, because yeah. he was like Ty Higby, Higginbottom, Higgin, yeah. Higgin whatever his name is. Yeah. Lock him down. Yeah. I, um, I see, man. Dude, that's your, that's another time when your quarterback is like, I got you. Yeah. You know, I I got your back all the way. And by the way, the T. Higgins touchdown, I don't know, he only had like three catches for 35 yards. He had two monster catches. One was a significant significant catch that gave them the ball back at the end of the game. They were about to give the ball to Patrick Mahomes with time left, and T. Higgins makes a big catch. The other one though was that touchdown and that was a touchdown Kevin where he was like I'm I'm a man and I'm about to just force my right. way into the end zone here and he did it was a great game great game to watch bears nothing really on except for maybe home field advantage well, I don't know down the road but it was it like these is two really good football teams and right now Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes well I'm gonna loop back around what's to the that. record but I will I will tell you that but the biggest winner out of all of this was the the Buffalo Bills the losses by the Chiefs and the Dolphins yeah. pushed Buffalo back up to number one in the AFC but you mentioned the record. Joe Burrow is now 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. He is the only quarterback that has faced Mahomes multiple times and not lost. Okay, multiple can be two, and he's done it three times. He is also, along with Tom Brady, the only quarterbacks in the league to defeat Patrick Mahomes three times. Tom Brady, 3-3 three and three against Patrick Mahomes. Clearly, he holds that one super important victory. And Joe Burrow is 3-0. and So, heck of a game for the Bengals. And I'm so proud of Joe Burrow for single-handedly going out there and stopping Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to give credit to the Bengals' defense, Kevin. Okay. Like, they didn't stop him. But even still, they're a big factor. Joe just continues to have that extra thing. Him and his team just have that just a little bit extra late in the game that can overcome whatever Kansas City has. It's fun to watch, man. If you want to go ahead and fire off cut number 40, we will transition into what ended up being another very important game for a variety of reasons. Caffrey on the goal line! Touchdown! San Francisco! Light the fuse! CMC has detonated! You could tell they rehearsed that for a really long time, and I'm proud of them that they got to say it, but... That's actually pretty funny. Have you never heard that? Never, like, CMC is detonated. That's pretty good. That's clever. So, the 49ers defeated the Dolphins 33-17 to in a game that had all kinds of things happening. Is The Dolphins said that Tua suffered an ankle injury. This was the first game where he played the game, the majority of the game and ended up they ended up losing and they lost definitively to the backup or I guess the sort of the third string now. quarterback. He's a starter now. Okay. I know. He is Mr. Relevant. Brock Purdy. Always felt rude. 
is Jimmy Garoppolo foot injury. He's out for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. And Brock Purdy came in and led them to the victory. And then they went ahead and picked up Josh Johnson, who has now been on 14 different NFL teams. And this is his third stint with the 49ers. You knew it would happen at some point. Sure. You knew that at some point, Josh Johnson would get his opportunity this year. (laughs) I mean... History would tell you yes. Yeah. But he always gets his opportunity. So I wanted to play cut 51, and this is Kyle Shanahan in the aftermath giving the news and talking about how the 49ers have to move forward without Garoppolo. Not just quite yet, but you have to believe me. He definitely said it. And so Garoppolo is going to be out for the rest of the year. How much does that change your perspective? Because I know they still won the game against a really tough opponent. How much does that change your perspective on the 49ers? Um, I want to see more Brock Purdy to, or Baker Mayfield because he was released. So, like, maybe he ends up being that guy. I I still think that their, their method was going to be we run the ball physically. We pick up, you know, we act as our, run, our running game, our passing game is part of our running game. We play great defense. That that is still there, and it wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo is going to take us or Trey Lance is going to take us to the house. It was always our defense first and our running game. So right now, I'm like, I still think they can win games. I feel a lot better as the Cowboys, though, if I have to go travel to them, that the Cowboys can throw things at Brock Purdy that he's going to be like, oh crap, I haven't seen this before, and it's going to fall on him to 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 win win a game, and I don't think he can. Or or. Will it not be Brock Purdy? So, the who else could it be? Well, Josh Johnson. The thought, oh, or, or let's connect the dots here. Baker Mayfield requested a release. He has been granted his release because he's not good by the Panthers, and the Panthers are like, whatever, we don't care. We've been scouting quarterbacks. Do you believe Baker Mayfield is going to go to the 49ers? And if so, do you think that makes a lick of difference? Um, I think this would be the best situation that Baker would have ever been in. Okay. I, I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland got a Cleveland. All right. Sure. Uh, I saw the game and like all the, all the people that ran through up there, not super, the smartest, you know, coordinators. He didn't have a chance in Carolina, Like he had zero chance in Carolina. This would be the best team that he's played for. So I could totally see it being a good situation for him, whether or not he can get on, you know, on page with everything that he needs to that quickly. That's a different story, but it would be the best situation he's been in. Let's move quickly through a couple more things. Seattle defeated the Rams 27 to 23. And also to go along with that, the Rams put Matthew Stafford on injured reserve. It effectively ends his season, even though he could come back in the final week of the season. I wonder if he's going to decide he wants to keep playing as well. But DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett became the first duo in Seattle franchise history with 125 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown in the same game. Now let's move to the Vikings defeating the Jets 27-22. to This is DJ Reed talking about how he covered Justin Jefferson. You just asked this, but how, how'd you guys feel like you did on uh, Justin today? I was in his shit all game. Whoa! Let's, there's another one. Oh, yeah. All right, well, we'll just go ahead and leave you it at what? that. Sometimes 
We did not get that edited. Mm. And he said he got that one route on me and then went back to essentially say the exact thing. Same thing. Justin Jefferson replied on Twitter and he said, come at me when you don't need safety help. Call me when your coach trusts you to go 1v1. Oh, dang. Which I thought, dang. I thought that was a pretty sweet response. And also in that game, Greg Zerline became the first Jets kicker to ever make a field goal of 60 or more yards. I do want to say, though, that did sound like a, a 10-year-old playing Fortnite against somebody, and they're like, 1v1 me! 1v1 me! And you're like, hey, come on, buddy, even still, he's right. I know, but also, <laughs> couldn't he have just been like, cool, hope you enjoy the loss? Like, that's, that's probably... Me, bro. I yeah, dare you. Because the Jets had the sweet idea as they were at the one-yard line, third and goal. They're like, let's go ahead and throw it a couple times, and it didn't work out for them, so... They lose to the Vikings 27-22. to With a KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we will talk with Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones right here in your home of the Cowboys and the Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 